Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope your week is treating you well. I am time traveling a bit today because I wanted to do this three-part series about the International Enneagram Conference um, just in case you don't know, I'm in San Francisco when I'm recording this here for the IEA conference. And I thought it would be really fun to do like highlights from each day and, you know, sharing what I've learned or what I'm taking away. It's going to be three because right now I'm doing Friday morning. On Wednesday, we'll talk about Friday afternoon and Saturday morning. And then Friday, we'll discuss Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning. At least that's the current plan. But let's start with my walk to the conference today. So I didn't stay at the conference hotel, mainly because I came with my husband and my kiddo and they're doing like their own thing while I'm here doing my thing. And I just didn't want their vacation to be about the Enneagram for them, you know, like to like be immersed in the conference as well. I wanted them to have their own experience. So we booked a hotel like two blocks away. And um, so I walked to the conference in the mornings and this morning, I was walking in and I just want to preface this by saying like, this is a sad story. <laughs> I feel like I start these usually with like, oh, here's a little antidote. And this is kind of a sad story. So, you know, warning, I guess. But this morning on my walk, like we're staying in the Tenderloin area. Um, like the conference is in like Union Square area and it's really close to the Tenderloin or, you know, right at it. And so there's a lot of... Um, people who are experiencing homelessness in that area. Um, and I saw a man walking down the street. He was clearly distressed, you know, and maybe he was on something, I don't know, but he was like walking, like he was chasing someone down the street and he was yelling for help and kind of saying like, this man, this man. And like my read on the situation was that like someone had stolen something from him and he was trying to get it back. Um, but he was walking down the middle of the road. He clearly needed help. And it was so heartbreaking because I didn't feel safe offering help, right? I don't know the situation. I'm by myself. I I was like too scared, right? For like physical safety. But there was also like no one else who felt secure helping. And it was like this odd thing where it was like, I don't feel secure helping, but I also don't feel I wish someone else did and I know the police won't and it was just really 
upsetting because I, I kind of had this real wake-up call to when you're in that situation, who do you go to for help? Because there's no one who's helping you that's not on like an organized basis, right? Like there's certainly organizations that will help and, you know, and I know I've worked in those <laughs> those things before and I know how complicated those processes are. Um, it's not so easy as you might think to get help, even in the places who are organized to offer you help. There's a lot of red tape, a lot of complication to it. But even so, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, it's it was really unsettling. I think this man honestly was having um, a hallucination of some sort. Like, I don't think there wasn't a man in front of him. I don't think he was actually chasing anyone, you know what I mean? But I think he was just having, he was having like a, and something was going on. But either way, I, it was really unsettling. It was really hard to see and it was hard to not know what to do or how to handle a situation like that. And, it, and I think it's just a wake up call to the suffering of people in our country. And yeah, I, I think I just, it, I started my day like, okay, people are suffering, which um, as we got into our sessions today, I, I think if it had started any other way than it started, I think I would have been uh, in a different mindset. But when they opened, the immediate first thing they started talking about was the suffering of humanity and the hope that being here is, you know, we're focused on uniting through the Enneagram to fight real life problems. Um, because I think sometimes personal growth can start to feel self-centered and start to feel very egocentric actually, right? Like I'm so focused on myself and perfecting myself and getting better and I need you to focus on yourself and perfecting yourself and getting better. And we ignore the impact that that self-focus has on communities that are underserved. And so it felt really good to see that that's where the IEA was coming from this conference as well. Like we, there are people suffering we are in obligation to relieve that suffering. It's not just like I'm healing over here in the corner. I'm healing so that we can all heal and we continue to heal the systems. Um, the, the keynote speaker was Dr. E. Um, she spoke of standing up and asking for diversity within the Enneagram world. She described kind of one day just kind of standing up and taking the mic and being like, where are the black people? Um, and she said that it felt like pulling a pin in a grenade and not knowing how it's gonna land. And I I immediately felt like I understand how that happened and how it felt that way and why that's the experience that you had. And I think it's so sad, right, that when we are someone who is who wants to call out a system, that oftentimes we find the people calling out the system are being told they're too much or they're they're disruptive um, in that we risk isolation from a community in order to speak up for something that we fear, so something we notice is happening out of fear of being seen as the problem instead of focusing on changing the system, right? So that was really eye-opening for me. I mean, she described throwing the grenade and not knowing how people will respond. 
And I was thinking about how often it can feel like to speak up against a system means risking ostracization from that system and how brave that choice is and how it shouldn't have to be brave. It shouldn't ha- you shouldn't have to risk isolation in order to call out dysfunction, you know, in a family system, in an organization, in a society, right? But how often people who are willing to call out dysfunction are seen as the dysfunctional ones because they won't ignore the problems that are happening in front of them. Dr. E also talked about nine types of activism, and I thought that was really interesting and profound. Uh, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, I took some notes and talked about kind of like what we're like in activism when we're at our lowest, you call it lowest energy, and what we're at when we're at our highest. So for example, type eight, you know, at their lowest wants to burn it down. Um, I relate to that. And um, I'm a seven winning, wing eight though. And then um, when they're at their highest, being willing to stand in the fire and guard others from burning. And I think with eight, that's a really good example of withstanding pain and being willing to sit in pain and emotional emotionality and tenderness because burning it down doesn't take vulnerability. Standing in the flames, withstanding it, holding space for it, bringing your brutal honesty and truth and protectiveness to the to the picture, but being willing to sit in it, um, talk it out, and be present with the slow process of changing people's minds, it's less it's much more vulnerable than um, bringing the whole thing down. You know, so there's kind of examples like that that she gave for each type. For nine, um, kind of looking at a fire and be like, maybe it will put itself out versus kind of intentionally stepping in, mediating and putting out the fire. Um, One thing I loved that she said, and I think this is something, well, I'll get to this in a minute. Um, She she said more on nines that I wanna talk about in a minute. Um, for one, she talked about they tend to stoke the fire. Here's what's wrong. Here's what's not working. You know, look at what you need to fix. Um, but the at the high end, it can actually look like making sure this never happens again. Saying like, this isn't okay. We need to ensure that this doesn't continue to occur. Type two, it's people pleasing versus using your strength and love in balance. Bringing that love energy in as a protection to people who are being underserved or unsupported instead of um, trying to please the oppressor. Um, Type three uh, is like, hooray for me to hell with everybody else is what she said at the low levels. And at the high levels, that willingness to put other people forward and let them lead, let them talk um, and not kind of claiming their success as your own. 
Um, and four, it's all about me versus the capacity to be with people in their pain. Um, that four at the high level, right, is being willing to sit in the darkness, being not being afraid of the, the suffering of others, but being willing to sit in it and talk about it and be present with it. For five, the low was um, keeping it all in or I'm still working on it versus it's all connected. I can relearn and unlearn and, and learn again. For six, it was uh, pessimism versus being prepared. Um, there's like a real difference between everything's going to go wrong to here's how we can guarantee everything will go right. That's my language. Um, I don't want to speak over that over her, but um, for sevens, it's like being flaky, kind of like flitting about versus um, lifting the energy of suffering, carrying the hope in the trenches, being there, sticking it out, but bringing your lightness and your joy to the process. And um, yeah, so I, I thought that was really insightful, really interesting. Um, I think the other thing that's been really interesting since being here is the shared language and the importance of language in the Enneagram. You know, I feel like I have continual interest in the Enneagram because hearing new ways of phrasing things is always helpful. Um, I feel like it adds depth and complexity to things that I already kind of know intellectually. It offers new insight. For example, Dr. E spoke about nines and we know, right, nines have to learn to speak up. It's important for nines to be heard, to be seen, to know their voice is valued. But the way she phrased this, I thought was so helpful. And she was like, it's so important for nines to speak up because their agenda is peace. Meaning that, you know, for a lot of us, our agendas are are not in the in the mindset of everybody's benefit, right? It's, you know, I want to look successful. I want to be happy. I want to, you know, I want to be not be controlled, but nines, it's, their agenda is peace. So the nine agenda serves everyone. So that's why nines need to be heard. And I was like, that is such good language for the importance of the nine voice. Another thing was another nine uh, phrase, which a nine spoke up and they were like, yeah, so often it feels like I'm in line for double dutch, you know, waiting to jump in. And as a nine, it feels like the opportunity to jump in just never comes. And learning to jump in even when it doesn't quite feel right or ready. I thought that was really good. Um, another language I heard was, uh, I think, Dr. E might have said this as well. If we operate out of just our type, it's like someone gave us nine presents and we only unwrapped one of them. And I love that because I think it's so important that we remember that we have all nine types within us and that we tend to just operate out of one, but actually we get to expand into the ability to operate out of all nine. And that's really exciting for us. And we should see that as an opportunity we get to see that as an opportunity rather than seeing that as something, rather than using our type as a as an, a reason to not do or be or act the way that we, our highest self would, right? But yeah, that's, that's what's going on over here. I'm just getting settled in here. So I'm looking forward to sharing more from the next few days and what I hope is going to be kind of like an audio vlog, like here's what's going on, here's what I'm taking away, here's what I've been up to. So I hope that you enjoy it and I will see you Monday for our coffee chat and then we'll, we'll get back to the notes on Wednesday and Friday. 
see you soon. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.